0: Listening to Dear Lash Artists. I'm your host, Mitzi Hernandez. I went from being a broke single mom working in factories and warehouses to a thriving lash artist with a six figure business. I am living a life I never thought was possible for me an undocumented immigrant from Mexico. Now I teach Latina lash artists that are feeling stuck, discouraged, and frustrated how to build a lash business that gives them financial freedom more free time to spend with their loved ones and a new love for lashing i'm leading a movement to empower latina lash artists to raise their prices double their income and become the women they're destined to be now let's jump into the show I want to start by giving a disclaimer that I am outside and you're going to be able to hear the wind, you're going to hear the cars, you're going to hear birds. I live in the country. I'm in my backyard. Okay. Let's jump straight into it. So I had this epiphany when I was flying back from Puerto Rico. I'm not really sure what prompted this epiphany. I just remember having it and I think it's absolutely genius, (laughs) if I do say so myself. Let's talk about what business is. Business solves problems. That's what business is about, or at least businesses that stay in business businesses that make money someone gives you money or gives a business money because they solved a need of theirs or a problem even luxurious brands right like luxury brands they still solve a problem right i don't know much about the history of luxury brands and i'm probably gonna mispronounce the names english is my second language do not fucking come for me Okay, I hate when people try to come for me when I mispronounce stuff. I speak two languages, you speak one, leave me alone. Unless you speak more than one, then I'm not talking to you. (laughs) But still, don't come for me. So let's talk about like Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton has a bag that is very well known. It's like your introductory bag into the brand, which is a Neverfull. It's essentially just a tote. It has the Louis Vuitton canvas. You can get it in all the different canvases that Louis Vuitton has and it's one of the cheapest items by cheapest i mean i think about 1200 i'm not really sure i've never owned one but i think it's about 1200 and a lot of people have it you see it everywhere right you see this is like your middle class bag if that makes sense what problem is this bag solving if you've seen it if you know what bag i'm talking about It's literally just a very standard tote bag. I think there's like pockets for you to put some cards in, and I think there's a zipper in there. But other than that, there's nothing in there. It's just literally a bag with Louis Vuitton canvas. That's literally all it is. Why do middle class people tend to gravitate towards this bag? Well, it solves a need or a problem, right? Obviously, not everyone falls under this category, you want to give off the vibe that you have more money than you actually do or you actually have enough money to feel like you've quote unquote made it. You go to Louis Vuitton, you're able to get a bag that costs more money than a coach, more money than a Michael Kors, more money than a Tory Burch. It's going to be a symbol of status, right? It's solving a need, the need to feel important. It's solving a need to feel like you're better than your peers, to feel like you're doing better than you actually are, or a need to be a symbol of you are doing well. You can afford a $1,200 bag. That is a need that it's solving. If you are going out with your friends, if you are going out with other mothers, whatever it is, whoever your crew is, and everyone seems to have a play on the same bag, What would a Louis Vuitton bag that nobody in your crew has do for you? It would solve the problem of you being just like everyone else. It would solve that need to stand out. It would solve that problem of wanting something very unique in your circle group, right? Again, for me, the Neverfull, it's a very stereotypical introductory Louis Vuitton bag, which is why I have never gotten it right? So that is my quote unquote problem. I created this need and this problem of, oh, I don't want to be the same. I don't want to get that bag. I want something different. I want something that creates a symbol of bigger status than a never full. So what do I do? My very first bag was a Celine. It was expensive. I think it was like $3,000. Nobody had this bag. So although I could have gotten a Forever 21 bag, someone with a small business that does leather type goods, I could have gotten a bag from them. I could have gotten a bag honestly from fucking anywhere. I absolutely love the transformations that all of the Latina lash artists inside of my program, Empowered to Pursue, are having. But you don't have to believe me you can hear it directly from them. I feel like I found my passion for lashing again, and it doesn't feel like a job. I have to remind myself that I do have a job because I love it so much now, it doesn't feel like one. It doesn't feel so scary now. Like even with you helping me with the website, like I just had so much apprehension about that and I just was resisting it, but like you helped me. I'm making the money that I need to make. I'm able to handle the things I need to handle. I'm super happy. I knew I would get something out of this, but I didn't think I would feel this much better this soon. But why did I go and spend $3,000 on a bag that... Nobody in my area had it had just came out. So of course, for me, it solved my problem, quote unquote, right? Because now mind you, what you may deem to not be a problem, I I love to pick on my clients that have a lot of money and say, Y'all have so much money, y'all create rich people problems because this isn't really a problem. It's just a problem to you because you have so much money you don't have to worry about housing and college and food that you just create problems. So keep that in mind when I say problems. Just because it's not a problem to you does not mean it's not a problem to someone else. So back to this bag. It solved my quote unquote problem of I didn't want a bag that everyone had. It also solved my need slash problem of wanting to stand out. It solved my need of needing to feel special because it was such a new unique bag that nobody had seen because the creative director had just created it and I went and got the Celine bag. This is what I mean by luxurious goods, luxury good, luxury services such as lash extensions, they all solve problems. Even if you think like, oh, only people with money like will want to get it because the girls that get it get it and the girls that don't don't know, no 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 some people you need to spell it out for them like why do you think that louis vuitton dior chanel celine off-white rick owens like all the luxury fashion houses versace gucci i mean like come on Why do you think that they continue to have runways and continue to have like spreads on magazines because they like at the end of the day, you have to market. It's not the girls that get it, get it. And the girls that don't, don't. No, 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 no. You have to always market. So now that we've established that businesses solve problems, there are people who have the income for it, but don't understand how they could justify spending $300, $400 a month on lash extensions. And that's where your marketing comes in. That's where your Instagram, your TikTok, your website, whatever the hell it is that you use to market yourself, your Facebook, that's where it's going to come in. Believe it or not, I was thinking about that today. Believe it or not, there are people in this world that like the idea of going to expensive lash artists they may not have even ever gone to a cheap lash artist they don't even know what a cheap lash artist is like but they like the idea of oh i go to the most expensive lash artist because you get your money's worth Right? Like that saying is a saying for a fucking reason. Sometimes you can go somewhere that's expensive and you don't get your fucking money's worth. They're just expensive for no fucking reason. Right? Like let's think about flights. And obviously, flights are different because flights fluctuate. But let's think about flights. There are times where you will pay like $700 for a flight and you get fucking nothing out of it except you get to go on this damn flight and you get to go to your destination but it doesn't mean that the flight is any better than if the flight was fucking $200, right? Like you're not gonna get off and be like, I sure am fucking glad I spent $700 on a flight that got delayed, on a flight that didn't give me a blanket, on a flight that didn't give me any water, I had to pay for it. Something that's more expensive doesn't always mean better. Like we all know that. But there are people in this industry that believe going to someone expensive Solves a certain need, solves a certain problem, right? Because if I'm going to someone expensive, my problem is I don't want shitty work. My problem is I'm afraid to get the same thing that my neighbor has, right? Because let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a buck. As women, not because we're inherently competitive creatures, and maybe we are, I don't know enough about human history and like the way humans have evolved. But I'm going to talk based on the limited knowledge I have of human nature. We're not necessarily always inherently competitive creatures. But living in a society under patriarchy, we as women are pit against each other. We're put against each other for the attention of men. For the attention of quote-unquote status, right? Beauty tends to be our status, right? Fashion, like anything that has to do with quote-unquote women stuff we tend to get status from it right like men may fight or who makes the most money who's the tallest who has the best car they may have certain ways that society has brainwashed them into believing it's important right for women patriarchy has us compete against each other with our beauty right and we're selling a beauty service we're selling beauty to women so Some women are competitive enough to not want the -the run-of-the-mill lashes. They don't want a mason lash lashes because their cousin got a mason lash lashes, their mama got a mason lash lashes, and their boyfriend's ex got it. And they look like shit. So she's looking for something that's gonna, you know, put that cherry on top. That's gonna be like, oh, my shit is different. I paid X amount, You look like a clown because you paid X amount. Like, come on now. Like, let's be very fucking honest about the way women tend to be, right? And again, side fucking note, I'm not saying this as if I view women to be conniving and competitive and blah, 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 blah. I don't. I also understand that we live in a society that has brainwashed every single woman into believing that her worth equates with her beauty. And because of that, we go into competitive games with other women even if we're not competing for men we will compete with other women i'm just saying unconsciously because we've been fed that beauty equates our worth as women that's how we are so back to what i'm saying there are women who want to pay a lot of money for lash extensions to look different to have something different To be able to say like, "Mm, my neighbor's lashes look like shit, but that's because she only pays 80. I pay 150. Does that make sense? As long as you're solving a problem in meeting their needs, that is all your client wants. That's all your client wants, right? Now, let's say that you are on the lower end, right? Let's say that you don't believe in charging a lot for lash extensions or you're just super duper fast, which by the way, if you're super duper fast, you should actually be way more expensive because you're solving a problem that a lot of people that get lash extensions can't seem to find to be solved, right? Like for example, for me, my classic fills take two hours. My volume fills take two and a half hours, right? If you can do what I do in half the time, yes, you should charge more than me. 100% you should. If you can do exactly what I do for a classic set and get the same retention, let's never forget that because someone can whip out a quick fill, but the shit be trash. If you can give what I give with the same retention, right, my classic people, they usually come about three to four weeks. If you can do that shit in one hour, if your girl can come and get her fill at 3.5 weeks and you whipped out a full fill in one hour, yes, you should charge more than me. I charge 120 If this is you, you need to be charging a minimum $150. Why? Because you're solving a problem that most lash artists cannot solve, including myself, which is time, which is speed. Most of us take a long time to lash. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. If you are one of the few that is able to whip out lash extensions really quick with good retention, with quality results, charge your clients a fucking arm and a leg. Charge your clients an arm and a leg. Do you hear me? Charge them motherfuckers. Run that bill up. Run it up. Run it up. Run it up. Because you're solving an issue. You're solving a problem that you can make known in your marketing, right? Let's say that you're one of those people that want to keep yourself at a reasonable rate for whatever reason. That's fine. I respect that. You're solving the need or the problem of, I want lash extensions, but I don't make a lot of money. I want quality lash extensions, but I don't make a lot of money. So then you would constantly market how reasonably priced you are, right? You would constantly market how like, nothing has changed. Like your quality is the shit, your attention's the shit, but the price is cheaper. You could even dog out, you know, expensive lash artists. I might have talked about this on the podcast before. I found on TikTok, I found a girl who sells lash extension ebooks. Right. And I think her ebooks like twenty five dollars, maybe fifty dollars, I don't remember. And she kept saying like why pay thousands of dollars to get trained when you could buy my ebook And learn every single thing for X amount of dollars. Chef's fucking kids. Do I agree with her? Mmm. Not really, because lash extensions are about hands on. And I feel like an ebook may not convey the same thing, but there are people that learn really well through reading, right? Like they don't need to be hands on. I personally need to be hands on. So the ebook probably wouldn't be beneficial to me, but I guarantee you there's someone out there who learns really well through reading and bought her ebook, learned how to do lash extensions and it's making money off of it now. So same with you. I don't mean dog out like oh Susie down the street takes two hours I take one like you don't have to do that but what I'm saying is if you're doing it fast right and you're economical something quick that you could say is why waste two hours of your day and pay $150 when you can come to me it's an hour in and out writing your lunch break and it's $75 so you don't have to break the bank Obviously, you wouldn't say it in those words. Those words are kind of like not the best words I could put together. I did it off the dome right quick. But something along those lines. And you just market that over and over and over. And people that are looking for quick service, people that are looking for cheap service, that's going to be your target audience. Like Your target audience doesn't have to be the target audience everyone is telling you to have. Does that make sense? I, I personally think lash extensions are luxury or the way I do lash extensions to me are luxury. So I'm going to market my shit as a luxury service. You can market your stuff as a luxury service with half the price. A luxury service without a luxury price. Bam. Mm, mm, mm. That could be in someone's bio. A luxury service without a luxury price. You do what is best for your fucking business. Like, If you don't want to hit clients over the head and make them pay you a lot of money or ask them because you don't make anyone to do shit, ask them to pay you a lot of money, you don't have to. You have to decide for yourself. What is best for your business? And once you decide that, then make sure your marketing aligns with that. Make sure your target audience aligns with that. You know, if you're cheap and you, you do bomb work, right? There's a girl in my city. I don't know if you listen to the podcast. If you do, you know who I'm talking about. There's a girl in my city. She's fucking fire. You hear me? She's fire. But to me, she's so fucking cheap. And I constantly tell her like, run them prices up, girl. You fire. What are you doing? Run them prices up. You fire. But in reality, like, she doesn't have to run those prices up if she doesn't want to. You know, if if that business model doesn't align with her and that's not what she wants to do, she doesn't have to do that. That's just my fucking opinion. So I say that to say that you see a lot of lash trainers be like, this is a luxury service. This is this. If people cannot afford... Three hundred dollar full sets, and they're not your client. It no, 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 no. Because if that was like the way we viewed everything, nothing in the world would be affordable, right? Like that's why you have Dior, Versace, Gucci, all that shit. That's why you have Tory Burch, and then that's why you have Steve Madden. That's why you have different levels. That's why you have Shein or Shin or however the hell you say that brand. That's why you have Fashion Nova. That's why you have Public Desire. That's why you have ASOS. That's why. You you have what you have because people want shit for their budget so you just have to decide where on the spectrum of budgets do I want to fall under that makes sense for my business model that makes sense for me to pay my bills that makes sense for me to feed my family that makes sense for me to be able to take a vacation that makes sense so that I'm not struggling Okay. never get that part fucked up either, because sometimes people will be too scared to ask for what they really need that they are like, no, I'm just going to be cheap. I'm just going to be cheap because that's that's who I want to work with. But you look at your bank account and you can't afford to take yourself to the doctor. You can't afford to take your child on a vacation. Like, no, that's not what we're doing. That's not what I'm preaching. But if your business model, let's say it is you and two other girls and y'all are able to whip out quality sets in an hour and a half for a full set and 45 minutes for a fill And you don't want to hit clients over the head with money. Okay, because that means you can do more clients than I can. I literally cannot. I can't do more than five clients. I just cannot because I would be in that room lashing all day. So I can only do five clients. You could probably do 10. You can make more money because you're quicker, you're faster. You can get more people in. You get what I'm saying? It's just about who your target audience is. And once you've identified your target audience, what problem are you solving and then once you figured out the problems you're solving market the fuck out of it market the fuck out of it i don't want to see pretty volume lashes nobody gives a fuck okay nobody gives a fuck the only person that gives a fuck that they're pretty volume lashes are other lash artists who like your work that's it people care about what problem are you going to solve what are you going to do for me we are inherently selfish creatures what will you do for me? If you're not gonna do anything for me, why the fuck will I give you money? Exactly, does that make sense? Now, there's a second part to this that I wanna tie all together, but I actually think that I'm gonna make another episode because I just went down a tangent on this one, but the second episode that I'm gonna make or the part two to this topic that I'm talking about is business is about meeting someone's needs, that are not met currently in the market or they haven't figured out that there's even something like this in the market that could meet their needs or solving someone's problems. That's all business is. It has nothing to do with your inherent goodness at all, at all, because I see this getting mixed up a lot. Your goodness is not being questioned. When you're in business and you're not doing well in business, it has nothing to do with how good you are as a person, how good you are as an artist, how good you are as whatever. Because a lot of the times, a lot of us have experienced trauma in our life that everything we do in our lives, we're trying to prove our goodness. We're trying to prove we're worthy or we're good or we're not bad. And when business doesn't reflect what we want to reflect back to us, a lot of the times we make it about us. We make it about, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not a good enough lash artist. I'm not a good enough person. I'm not good looking, so when I market, people don't care to see me. We make it about us when it may be about your skill, your skill, not you as a human. You as a human, you're inherently good and worthy as a human. So not as a human, but it may be about your skill, but it's not about you, you, like the totality of you. And before I go down this rabbit hole, I'm gonna go ahead and cut it off right here because I said I'm gonna make a part two. So part two is gonna be about that. Business is about solving problems. Your goodness, your worthiness is not being questioned. Are you a Latina lash artist that is frustrated and struggling in your lash business? Come work with me one-on-one inside of Empowered to Pursue, a six-month lash mentorship. To learn more, visit mitzihernandez.com. Mitzi is spelled M-I-T-S-Y. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at B-E-L-I period lashes if you enjoyed this podcast please pass it along to another latina lash artist that you think would benefit from listening to it